What are the long box guys going to do tonight, Brain? The same thing the long box guys do every night, Pinky. Drink and talk about comics. They're useless to taking over the world. Yes. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Long Box Guys. With me, as always, are some of my very best friends since I was a very little kid. LT, how you doing? What are you drinking tonight, buddy? I am doing just okay. I am drinking some Glenfoundry. Glenfoundry? Where's that from? Uh, it's a Speyside Single Malt Scotch. Speyside Single Malt Scotch. Mikey, how you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing well, and I am drinking a Tennessee Cider Company strawberry hard cider tonight because Josh mm-hmm. needs bottles. Josh needs bottles. Josh is getting back into the brewing business, and he needs bottles, so we're trying to empty them for you. Josh, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I am still not feeling great, so I am drinking soda. What kind of soda? Good soda? Bad soda? Coke Zero. That's a bad soda. When I'm overseas, that's the only diet cola I can get sometimes, and I don't love it. <laughs> uh, there is a different one called Coke Champagne, though. That's okay. It's also zero. It's not terrible. I don't know why, but I kind of like that one. And I myself am drinking uh, what's called a Strange Tale, which is uh, four different uh, scotches that my wife mixes together, and they always come out tasty. I don't know how, why a Strange Tale is so good, but when my wife makes it, it's always delicious. Because sometimes mixing up things and just mashing them up and making them all crazy combination works. Speaking of which, today we're going to be talking about uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Madness, 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 madness. Madness. This movie looked very different from most Marvel movies. So first thing we're going to say is, spoiler alert, we're going to be taking a deep dive into the movie. We're going to be talking about all the characters that we see in it, and some of these characters are going to be um, new to the Marvel Universe of it itself. Some are really big spoilers if you haven't seen the movie, so shut this down, go see the movie, and come back if you haven't. If not, listen and enjoy our dulcet tones as we wax loquacious about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Josh, how'd you like it? Uh, well, first I'll say that the latest Marvel bid, directed by Sam Raimi, written by Michael Waldron. Uh, Doctor Strange was released in May of this year. Um, has a pretty big cast of previous and 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 new Marvel uh, actors and uh, and characters, including Benedict Cumberbatch, Elizabeth Olsen, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Benedict Wong. Uh, I'm going to mess up her name. It is Shochi Gomez. Um, Michael Stahlberg and Rachel McAdams are sort of the big players. Uh, I I watched it at home. I waited till it came onto a streaming onto Disney Plus. It was um, it was okay. That's uh, I I'm not I, I was neither thrilled. I don't know if disappointed would be a word I would use for most of the big Marvel films anymore because some of them. The last few that they've been trying to ramp up the next generation, like the Eternals and stuff, I I just haven't been impressed with. Doesn't seem like doesn't seem like it's really they've put together what I want to see for the next generation, especially in character choice for the most part. Um, we do get a little, hopefully, a little teaser. Uh, I'm sure we'll get to uh, some of the scenes in this where there's. Uh, a little more interplay with some of the rest of the Marvel Universe, and I hope they get deeper into that. What was the name of the writer? Michael Waldron. Michael Waldron. I wonder, did he watch WandaVision, or did he just read a Wikipedia page about it? I'm just curious. That's the that's my only comment. We'll get into that okay. more later. Sure. Tommy, what, what was your general feeling? We're going to get into the movie in a segment. I would just... Getting everyone's general feel. So, I mean, I, I like the film, but, you know, it's it's not going to be one that I keep going to to keep watching again and again, right? It's not Ragnarok. It's not the movie that you can just put on at any time and just fold laundry to and watch and enjoy. Um, you know, it's more of a film that you want to dedicate the two hours to, Um it's it's not something that you know you're just gonna sit 
and put on at any point in the movie and just be able to enjoy 10 minutes of it because there's going to be some joke or some skit that's just going to be hilarious and fun and lighthearted and it's going to be great. This is a horror film. It's not your typical Marvel film. Yes, uh, that's a good point, actually. And one of the things I've been saying about this film is at the end, there's the credit scene and it says film directed by Sam Raimi. And never in my life have I needed to see that less at the end of a film than that one. Sam Raimi's thumbprints are on every single square inch of this film. It is a Sam Raimi horror film. And I I actually had to warn my wife about it a little bit because she doesn't like horror movies. Uh, But she wanted to see it and she enjoyed it. But I would go a step further. I would go a step further and say that the uh, the Spider-Man film that Sam Raimi did, you know, 20 plus years ago was more of a Marvel film than this is, because this is more of a departure from that and, and truly a, a horror film compared to that. Yeah, no one's going to argue with you on that. I, I don't know. It does it does have all the trappings of a Marvel film, like the, the antagonist, main protagonist has similar powers. Uh, which we know Josh loves that. Josh oh, yeah. loves it when that happens. It's my favorite thing. But I mean, it, I did think it was a good film. Yeah, there's a battle at the end where people are going like this in front of a blue uh, green screen. So yeah, it was, it's a Marvel movie. That's for I'm sure. Gonna make, I'm going to be the the, 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 the the disparate voice here. I love this movie. This is one of my favorite Marvel movies. It reminded me of a Starenko comic book so much. Uh, did anyone else get that feeling a little bit? No, just me. Apparently, yeah. yeah maybe. Okay. I thought I thought I was reading an old Storenko Doc Strange, and I loved it. See, I haven't really read that many of the old Doctor Strange, so so maybe that's where you know. But I did love the you know I did love the giant cephalopod creature. I thought that was great in the opening scene. Uh, in the sure, opening let's talk battle. about that opening scene. The opening scene, we see Doctor Strange attending a wedding. The wedding uh, is interrupted by an attack on the street by this giant cephalopod creature. And we see our first new major new character, uh, Cesar Chavez. Uh, better Chavez. Uh, American, did I say Cesar? Cesar Chavez. Yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> a little different. A little different, very different American. I mean, that's yeah. a slip, Freudian slip out for this Independence Day, but yeah. <laughs> Another American hero, for certain, um, America Chavez. And I love the character, and I love everything they did with this character. I had a great time seeing her. I love how she opens up the multiverse, and uh, I loved, you know, jumping around and seeing it. How about you guys? Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't really think this character that character had any kind of arc like she was just scared and running from the monster and then just trying to survive right uh, i know i know she had the she had a she was looking for her moms Look, right my, trying to find them but her at arc the, was that at the end of the movie she was able to punch things yeah i mean yeah, that at was, the end of the was, movie, it she, ramped up, she... It ramped up quick. There was no montage. I wanted a montage. Yeah. She was just a MacGuffin for the movie. I mean, I like the actress. Yeah. In the comic books, uh, the thing I don't enjoy about America Chavez is just, like, the shotgun splattering of powers. Like, no, there's no... It's like she's just like the most. She is a randomly generated character. The person made who made that character for their campaign had no idea what they wanted. And they just rolled randomly for all the powers. There was no continuity. There was no structure to it. They're just like ah, super strength, sure, yeah, some beams, okay, yeah. What about this? Like, I don't know. Like, it's the most unthematic character in uh, in the Marvel universe. I kind of like that about her. I, I like that every time she did something, it was it was star shaped. So like in the opening scene, she like knocks some cement off of the ledge to help Doctor Strange, and it was a star shaped piece of cement that fell. And then like you know later on when she 
first discovers that she's got a little bit of power behind her punch in the when she's trapped in this sort of super strong, you know, not plexiglass, but, you know, clear, translucent material cage. You know, she punches and it's a star shaped, uh, uh, you know, imprint in the, we're, in the we're fake in the glass. Multi, we're in the multiverse now. So that was obviously clear aluminum. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> Damn it. Computer. 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 We're in the multiverse now, so obviously that was clear aluminum. Thank you, Josh. And uh, that's a little scene for a little later on. So uh, after uh, America Chavez meets Doctor Strange, uh, the storyline continues that she's being chased. They don't know who's chasing her. Doctor Strange goes and tries to uh, get the help of the Scarlet Witch. And that doesn't help that much because it turns out the Scarlet Witch is the main bad guy and she gives herself away. That was a pretty good scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got uh, I got that she didn't say the name right off the bat. Did anyone miss it? No one missed it. What's Anybody miss that? She, when she goes, why don't you have America stay with me instead of me going to her? Yeah. And then it goes, I never yeah. said her name. Did anyone miss that? No. no. My wife did. <laughs> I leaned over and goes she didn't say the name and my wife goes oh. I love that about my wife <laughs> mind you she has a PhD and she's brilliant she just doesn't get movie stuff and I get to be smart for 20 seconds out of a day and that's awesome also when she needs to know who the dog on the Jetsons was to complete the last thing on the uh, this is true on the Sunday New York Times puzzle. This is the yeah, guy she goes to, and I'm always right. <laughs> Maybe she's just making me feel smart. Anyways, I thought that was a great scene, and I love the um, the attack on um, what's the name of the city? Yeah. Oh, come on. Comatage? Thank you. Very good, Tommy. Comatage. Uh, that attack was really done well. There's a great feeling of foreboding when she came up and everything got dark and she was picking and choosing her targets on the ground who had a weak mind. Did you guys like that part? Yeah. Eh. Okay. I'm, I'm not a fan of anything that happened to the Scarlet Witch in this movie, so it's a bad question to ask me. All right. Moving on. <laughs> so the next part, uh, we see the Scarlet Witch. I will say that, and I forgot, when he was at the wedding, and he's like, I was gone for five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the guy was like, yeah, asshole, a bunch of us were gone for five years. <laughs> You're not the only one. I, that, I think that did a great job setting up Doctor Strange as being self-absorbed um, and egotistical. Uh, because that's his arc, right? He he believes that he just is weakness. the only one who can say, you know, save everyone, and then he has to trust somebody else to do something that he does he can't do. Uh, and that's that's also the issue why the other Doctor Stranges in other universes have failed, right? Because they can't accept that. And I also like the fact that Wong is the Sorcerer Supreme. And yeah. yeah, fucking bad. Does anyone have a theory about why that's that's happening? I have two theories. Well, because th- Doctor Strange th- faded out of existence. Yep. There you go. <laughs> he was gone for five years. All right. Maybe because he gave away his time stone. Yeah, I know, but I also think that it probably helps boost overseas sales to have Wong as the because uh, he's a very famous actor overseas. And I think it probably boosts sales a little bit overseas to have him as the Sorcerer Supreme. Also, the whole, you know, it's customary to bow to the master. I think that's very uh, premonition of something that's going to happen in the very near future when Doctor Strange does become the Sorcerer Supreme. I think that'll be the the changing of the guard scene. I got to use premonition in a sense. Come on, guys. Help me out here. That wasn't bad. Shit. You guys are high watermark. Fuck. It's been a bad week. All right. So uh, the attack in Cormitage also shows some really cool horror Sam Raimi stuff. The uh, Scarlet Witch doing the backbend, climbing on walls, coming through the mirrors, uh, breaking her own bones to uh, get through these small spaces in this very creepy manner, 
coming up through puddles of water as a reflection. All good horror movie stuff, right? And uh, don't forget the, the scenes that are done at a dangle and keep switching perspective. Classic Sam Raimi stuff. Classic Sam Raimi. Yeah, the uh, one thing I didn't like about that whole battle is after she's killed hundreds of these uh, wizards, that they're like, you can't kill her. She's just a girl. And I'm like, oh, yeah, she just killed like several hundred guys. Like, I don't think she just plowed through people. Like, (laughs) she just plowed through them like she was making sandwiches. Yeah, I think that. I'm just going to make some ham salad right now. I think that guy was the last Minotaur, like the last one. Just killed him. Like, they just Do we have any more Minotaurs at all? At all. He was like it. That was all we had. You killed Ed. He had a family of eight that he supported no, no, no. as a single dad. Her name is Sharon, and now Sharon. Just a girl. Did the last guy, did he in a cup or anything? Nope. Oh, Sharon's going to be so mad. <laughs> I named the Minotaur Sharon, and now I have a backstory for it. I'm sorry about that. For me, really. Uh, then we go on to other worlds uh, as Doctor Strange and Cesar Chavez are jumping around trying to escape the Scarlet Witch. America Chavez, not yeah. Cesar Chavez. I did. I did. Yep. He did. He did. He did. I guess I have to drink every time you say Cesar Chavez. Every time I say Cesar Chavez, drink. Which brings us to the highlight of the film, really. Bruce Campbell? Bruce Campbell. <laughs> that was a great scene, and that was straight out of Evil Dead, where his hand becomes possessed. <laughs> Again. 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 It doesn't matter what multiverse. Are you a taker? <laughs> uh, food is free in most uh, most universes. I like that. I like that. Yeah. That appeals to me. Mm, almost makes sense. Yeah. Probably yeah. health care, too. Yeah. Well, healthcare is free in most of the planet. <laughs> Except right here. We gotta do better, guys. For another time. <laughs> uh, so what do you guys think about that? The paint universe, going through all those? That was very Serenko to me. And Sam Raimi, of course, too. Mike, you're more of a Serenko fan than these guys. You've read some of those old Doctor Strange ones. It didn't remind you of that at all? Did... It was fine. I liked the uh, different effects and everything that they had. I thought that was very cool. I, again, I'm not a fan of this movie, so I, different. there were very few things that I was like, oh, I like that. I did like them jumping through. I wish that they had spent a little more time uh, in there, but can you guys help me out? And I, this is totally off the jumping through the multiverse question, but did anything that happened in this movie depend upon what happened in Spider-Man, the last Spider-Man movie? Because I didn't see the last Spider-Man movie yet, so I didn't know if like anything was important in that movie that plays out in this movie. I did not see anything relevant from the Spider-Man movie in this. Okay. I, will, I, I say I watched it twice. I really enjoyed that last Spider-Man movie, by the way. Um, the humor in it was, like, way different and way funnier than anything I've seen in a Spider-Man movie since. They kept picking on one Peter Parker as the loser, and it was really funny. The guy that had the bad... Uh, which, which Peter Parker... Uh, do you remember which one they were picking on, uh, Tommy? The one who had the bad movie. Uh, uh, Garfield one, maybe? Yeah, Richard, yeah. yeah. They just kept picking it. was like, man, I just, I just didn't do very well in my universe. And they're like, it's okay, man. And it was really funny. It was very behind-the-scenes kind of funny, and I I really enjoyed that. But I think that Spider-Man only led to, and of course Doctor Strange was in that, talking about the multiverse, and you see glimpses of the multiverse, but I don't think it mattered that much. Except that we now know that Doctor Strange is aware of how tenuous and little knowledge we have of the multiverse. And he's also aware that, you know, it's easy to crash two two universes together. Yeah. And we know that from the Spider-Man movie that Doctor Strange, or one of the Doctor Stranges, makes those containers. The clear prison cells are from Doctor Strange's uh, sanctum in the Spider-Man movie. And then show up again under control of somebody else in the multiverse. But other than that, I didn't see any... Yeah, or remember re- any really major crosses between 
between the films, and maybe there are glimpses now that if I went back and, and looked at them again, I would, I would recognize something. But really, it was just those prisons that could contain people. It was the only thing I really saw in both films. I, I got us off topic. Let's go back to the pizza balls. Oh, the pizza balls. Pizza balls. Pizza Man, I could really go for a pizza ball right now. Yeah. So those, we, uh, those are probably going to be showing up in Walt Disney World. Oh, yeah. I would have a pizza ball. I'll try I'd eat a fucking pizza ball. Oh, fuck. Um, uh, so moving on, we come to uh, the next part where um, uh, America Chavez is um, the, the big ch- – uh, well, I, I guess the next big thing is Dr. Strange is fine to find the Dr. Strange of his universe – they find it only to find out that that Doctor Strange uh, wasn't able to uh, give up enough control to have other people help him. He was kind of corrupted, and the other heroes put him down. And those other heroes include some big hitters. Uh, Joshua, tell us who those other big hitters are that we see for the first time. I mean, we get we we. I, I was really surprised they pulled Black Bolt in first. Um, and we mentioned that. Did we talk about this at some other point on the podcast? His suit. No, special we, did. we talked about we did. it after the podcast. Oh, yeah. we talked about it after the podcast. Okay, so if you haven't seen the movie, they well, one they pull in, they, it's Black Bolt. The Illuminati is Black Bolt, uh, Bordeaux, uh, uh, Mr. Fantastic, Professor X, uh, Captain Marvel, Captain, Britain, Captain Carter, Captain Carter. Uh, who am I missing? Captain Mr. Marvel. Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, Mr. Fantastic. Photon or Captain or Marvel. Marvel as And by the way, there should be a Baron in there somewhere. Yeah, you know, he didn't go to evil. That's fair. Finishing school. To Baron Mordo, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Baron. Um, and Ultron. And Ultron. Well, Ultron were just he was. They were just security. Yeah, because Reed Richards designed the Ultron in that universe, so that's why they fucking work. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we should put in the three laws of robotics. Hey, everybody, should we put in the three laws of? You know what? We're just yeah. gonna put in the three laws of robotics. Yeah, you, you know they're from science fiction, but you know they work out pretty well. Yeah, it's like the Bible. It's like they're not bad suggestions. Just don't go nuts. I mean, we don't want everything from it. I mean, we don't want the slavery, but you know the not killing. That was a pretty good suggestion. That was a pretty good suggestion. <laughs> We're gonna leave coveting. Coveting is all we can covet. Yeah, so the two things really for me was when I saw Black Bolt, one, I was surprised they brought the Eternals in because they left the Eternals out of Miss Marvel. So I thought the they were just – The Inhumans, sorry. You uh, thought they were just going to – I thought they were going to wash their hands of the whole thing and just walk away from it. But they, they kept them in, and the, I noticed graphically there was something off about the character, and I couldn't put my finger on it, and later I found out that his entire suit was CG – um, and I thought it was something around his eyes or his face that had been CG'd, but it turns out they were CG'ing around his whole body, uh, which I, I I don't know why that decision was made, but it definitely threw me off just a little bit watching the film. And I think the he other, lost a bit with Ryan Reynolds. Maybe that. And I, honestly, I don't even know who the actor was. It wasn't the same guy who was in the TV show as Black Bolt, yeah. right? Oh, man, that. I forgot that TV show didn't even exist. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, there was the, media, the one season of the TV show, so it wasn't that actor. And honestly, I don't know who it was. And before I lose track of this, I just want to say: Is it dough, cheese, dough sauce? Is that the pizza ball? How are we making the pizza ball? It's just a little I, mini calzone that's the size of a donut hole. No, no, the cheese was on the outside. The cheese and the and the and the pepperoni were on the outside. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know how they did it. That's untenable. It's weird. That doesn't seem like. I know yeah. it's weird. A but mess. The they did it. Yeah, nah. Yeah, I would have to do dough, cheese, pepperoni, dough, sauce. Yeah. You're gonna so, make but, it that big. So to get back to the Illuminati, though, I think, right. I think one of the cooler things that I was really excited about is when they started talking about incursions. Because if anybody read Jonathan Hickman's run on the Avengers, which ended up leading to the Secret War, it was all about incursions, uh, where two universes collide into one another and either they both get destroyed or one gets destroyed. And the way the one survives is to destroy that other 
universe before it destroys them. So there's uh, that was a is a phenomenal series, but it took years for Hickman to get through that, and it was it all beca- ended up becoming a backdoor Fantastic Four. Uh, story, even though it was set in the Avengers, because they were like, will you do the Avengers? And Hickman was like, sure, I'll do the Avengers. I got a great idea. Fuck you, I'm doing the Fantastic Four. Ah! <laughs> but anyway, that the, the whole idea about incursions was great. I like that idea. However, it seems weird that like, if you dreamwalk, you can cause incursions, but apparently America... Chavez, because she's unique, she doesn't cause incursions when she travels between, or at least she may. We don't know, right? She could have been causing incursions all along the way. Well, the thing that makes her unique is there's only one America Chavez. There's no other America Chavez's in other universes. But we still don't know if that's what causes an incursion or not. Dreamwalking, they, they said, definitely does when you go into... Another universe. But uh, I'm pretty sure she said that's one of the reasons she doesn't cause incursions is because she's the only one. She's unique in the universes. Right. But uh, then wouldn't now, now then we've set up because Dr. Strange spent so much time in this other place and then was doing incursions from that universe to other universes to fight the Scarlet Witch, he's basically set up multiple universes to get destroyed uh, through his own arrogance. Yeah, I think that's part of the the arc coming forward. Yeah, so I look forward to that. In the comic books, Doctor Strange uh, forms a almost like a religious order. Uh, of mystics to fight incursions. Um, and so he, at one point it looks like he's just disappeared and they're all like, where's Dr. Strange? And he ends up coming back later on. So I'm wondering if they're going to end up setting Dr. Strange up for that kind of arc. Maybe. But as far as the Illuminati goes, I was super excited to see Master Fantastic, one of my fucking favorite characters in all the Marvel Universe. The smartest man in the universe who then proceeds to ignore the fact that Scarlet Witch can warp reality and act as if she's not that big a deal. And then tells the Scarlet Witch how to what the... The, how they can stop her, like a black bolt can just destroy you with a a whisper. A word. Yeah. Yeah. Or, and I was like. A word from his mouth. A word from. Yeah. Where else would the fucking word come from? But that's beside the point. Uh, wait, wait. This, is this farts? Yeah. But I think so. Wh- why would I you. I think if they had just fed him beans beforehand, they would have been all set in uh, battle. They are the magical fruit. Yeah. So it's all. It, not very smart is what I have is the basic thesis of what I was going for. <laughs> Unless Reed thank Richards you for your TED talk. Really didn't like Black Bolt. He's like, oh man, I gotta set him up to get killed like first. This Watch this. And then oh, they all watched as she. Words with that guy. They, they all took the Illuminati took her on all one at a time. Overbear is a bitch, but it's also hard to actually do. As someone who's tried to overbear. Captain Marvel and Captain Carter literally stood there while she was turning Mr. Fantastic into string cheese. And then after she finished, they were like, oh, we better go stop him. Too far, Scarlet Witch. It's not every day they get to see the patriarchy turned into string cheese. And then they were so mad about our way. (laughs) That was over multi-universes. And then fucking Professor X is having a conversation with Dr. Strange while the rest of the Illuminati is getting fucked up by the Scarlet Witch. Hey, have a little uh, more urgency there, uh, buddy. In Captain Marvel's defense, earlier in the afternoon, she had found her stapler encased in Jell-O. And she was like, fuck you, Krasinski, just die. Nice. Nice. And so I get... Captain Carter's human. They she gets taken out. 
fairly easily by well not easily i mean that was my favorite fight scene i was like fuck yeah yeah, i love captain carter i want more captain carter uh but then captain Captain marvel captain captain marvel who can fly through alien spaceships she's the fucking superman of the marvel universe gets taken out by a big fucking rock yeah landing on her i was like she can survive in the vacuum of space and that big rock killed her? Doesn't she have, like, super strength? Didn't right. didn't track for me. Didn't track. Also, uh, great depths of the ocean have no effect on her, too. We've seen her at the bottom of the Marianas Trench. Uh, if you can survive that, I think a statue's nothing. Nothing. Yeah. But anyway. Universe, Tom. Uh, I did, all, I did like the fact You're that... You're right, Tommy. Mr. Fantastic was wearing the four, which means that the other members of the Fantastic Four are out there. Indeed. Indeed. So, I mean, it set up a lot of possibilities. I like that Marvel decided, hey, all these properties that we haven't used yet, let's let's bring them into this. That's that's cool. And of course, though, I mean, the, the elephant in the room is the X Men are in the universe. Finally, that's big. Yeah. yeah. On this, universe. unfortunately, the humans are in the universe too. But I mean, the X Men. And we saw clear aluminum, so obviously Star Trek. Obviously. obviously. I'm pretty sure the gummy bears are going to show up at some point. <laughs> Bouncing here and there and everywhere. Yeah. That's what they needed for this movie. Because, I mean, if they had sent in the gummy bears, I mean, who's going to fight the gummy bears? she going to rip apart gummy bears? I don't think so. Yeah. All right. Next scene. Doctor Strange... Um, Escapes. Escapes. They escape, uh, but uh, America Chavez does get captured by the Scarlet Witch as they're trying to get the Book of Ashanti, which would have told them how to defeat her, but they don't get the Book of Ashanti. The Book of Ashanti seems to be destroyed. Um, Scarlet Witch now has America Chavez. She's going to kill her so that she absorbs her power so that she can protect her children in every single universe known to man. Doctor Strange does the unthinkable and dream walks. Such a hypocrite. Such a hypocrite. Yeah, Are essentially, so to save this one well, girl is well, willing to destroy several universes by dream walking, which he's been told causes incursions, including the one he's fucking in. Hold on. You guys just glaze over one of the best battle scenes in this movie. Oh, the yeah. music battle. One of the most. One of the most creative battle scenes I've seen, certainly one of the best battle scenes I've ever seen in a Sam Raimi film, the musical battle scene between Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange in the Incursion universe. Yeah, that was good. Good scene. Good scene. Great scene. I, mean, I love that. That was my favorite the fight in the movie. that I've noticed music in a Sam Raimi film. It's oh, been the- there. It's been there, but I've never really noticed it. No, I've always enjoyed Sam Raimi's soundtracks. And a great but way to depict a magical never, battle. It's, it's, it's been, you know, typical horror fare. It's been, it's done its job, but it's not something that you're like, oh, like, like a, uh, like a Star Trek soundtrack or like a Darth Vader theme soundtrack. You know, there's nothing that's like hit you in the face, but this musical battle scene was just so, so intertwining the music that it just really pulled it out. I agree it was really good, but what you're saying is the music was memorable, and it wasn't, because I can't hum the tune. Except for the discordant <laughs> at one yeah. point. And Can also, the and the also in the incursion, when they get into the incursion planet, that's where you see the Impala. Yes. <laughs> so. Finally, you saw the Impala. Good Finally. For, <laughs> uh, for those not in the know, LT is... Uh, our go-to expert on music and classic cars. And uh, we well, were Sam Raimi he... puts in the Impala that's from Evil Dead into all his films somewhere. It's like his Easter egg. Yeah. And we got to see it. It was great. And we got to see it. All right. So now Doctor Strange uh, has to possess a body if he's going to dreamwalk. And there isn't... He's the Doctor Strange from the universe he has to go to. So... What body can he possibly possess? The corpse. So now we get to see a living, zombified 
zombied out Doctor Strange. And you might think that they would do this all with CG, but no, this is a Sam Raimi joint. They do it with makeup because Sam Raimi says you can't act if you can't see the actor's eyes. It's kind of one of his things. And I love, love, love undead Doctor Strange. And the cloak was insane to me. And anyone else at least love the cloak? I love the cloak. The undead cloak was so cool. It was something more out of Spawn than you would expect out of a Marvel film. Yeah. But it was great. Oh, I enjoyed the shit out of that. And so that brings us up to the climactic fight scene at the very end where undead Doctor Strange is fighting as a Scarlet Witch and America Chavez, oh, I got it right that time, thinks that Doctor Strange is about to absorb her powers and instead he says, nope, you have to do it. It's on you. He gives up any uh, ability that he has to you know, take her power and to take over and to take control of the situation and do it himself. And he tells her that it's up to her. And she rises to the occasion, much to everyone's chagrin, including the Scarlet Witches. And it is a fun, cool, cool battle. Yeah, but what does she end up doing? She um, shows her uh, the damage that she's doing to her own children in that different universe. She right. shows her to be the monster that she is. She brings her... To where the Scarlet Witch wanted to go. Yes. Yep. So this is another Indiana Jones. Doctor Strange does nothing to affect anything that happens in this movie other than to destroy several universes because he causes incursions. So you think that if Wanda had just done the spell, gone to that universe, saw how much she was scaring all the kids, she would have stopped. Yes. Because that's what stopped her anyways. It wasn't a pep talk from American Chavez. It was her seeing the kids frightened of her and trying to protect their real mom. But she kind of thrust her in the middle of the living room in the open. Like if she like snuck in the back door while the girl was sleeping, (laughs) possessed her and woke up the next morning like, hello, I'm mom. (laughs) I'm exaggerating. But, you know, I think she might have gotten away with it. But you might be right. So out there for anybody that's on YouTube, if tomorrow morning you wake up and there's Tom in your house and he says, I'm mom, you know that he's probably taking out your parents. (laughs) Oddly, I've done this like four times and everyone's like, not Uh, that much worse. (laughs) What are we having for breakfast? What do you want for breakfast? Chocolate cake. Chocolate cake it is. Tommy's is great. Gives us the chocolate cake. Hey, we should not be using Bill Cosby material. Hey, probably not. You gotta gotta separate the art from the man sometimes. (laughs) And that was a good bit. I'm sorry it was. Um... All right, so that brings us to the end of the movie. America Chavez is victorious. There's a couple of fun Easter eggs at the end. Uh, do we want to give up the Easter eggs? Sure. Is he Spawn? Is he Spawn? Spawn's in the universe now. That's, Spawn? I said Spawn. What the fuck am I saying? I, I don't know. I meant Venom. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, we see Eddie Brock in a bar talking about what's going on. So we know he's in the universe, and he leaves a little bit of Venom behind. So we know it's in the broader universe now. Wait, I didn't see that. Did I miss that? It's, it's one of the things at the very, very, very end. Cutscenes. Oh, shit. Wait a minute. Maybe that yeah. one was the Spider-Man one. That was in the Spider-Man one. Uh, I'm sorry. That and this one, it was... Oh. It was weird. They had two scenes, that, two end scenes that contradicted each other. One oh. is the Sam Raimi cutscene, which is the the ending where he's walking down the street and then... The third eye pops out, and he's being tormented because of he's been corrupted by the book of Vishanti. And then the end scene is he's just strolling along again, like everything's fine, thereby negating the <laughs> the other ending. Um, and then uh, Clea comes out and is like, "Hey, Dickwad, you caused an incursion. Come fucking help me fix it." Uh, who is playing? Is that? Is that the... Uh, Stormfront. No, Charlize Theron. Thank you, Charlize Theron. That's well. But she played Stormfront in the 
the uh, Return of the Seven movie, right? In the boys? In the movie, yeah. yeah. In the yeah. movie version. Yeah. Not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, the third, the Doctor Strange does have that third eye in continuity in comic books now. So that's not totally out there. Most uh, mystics have the third eye in continuity. If you read Strange Academy, uh, they actually have a class on how to finally open your third eye. So everyone has a third eye. So, so you want to explain to our listeners who aren't strange fans uh, who Clea is? Whew, that's a toughie to explain uh, because there's uh, – so Clea is a Sorcerer Supreme in her own universe. She was trapped in the universe where the mindless ones were, which is part of the universe of – uh, what's that big tentacle god with a Dormammu? Dormammu? She's Dormammu's sister. Yeah, she's sister. I thought daughter. I think she's Dormammu's sister. All right, Dormammu's sister. Uh, Sorcerer Supreme of her own universe, and in a constant battle with Dormammu to keep him, you know, in his own universe. Dormammu wants to take over everything, and Dormammu is one of the big bads of the Doctor Strange universe, and Clea is one of the few love interests of Dr. Strange. Former wife of Dr. Strange. Former wife. Depending on what kind of nudity you believe. I don't believe any of them. <laughs> so now can we talk about the Scarlet Witch Elephant in the room? Is she, is she dead? Is that what you're asking? So... There, if if you're a Marvel Cinematic Universe fan and you have only seen the movies because you don't have Disney Plus, if you <laughs> go into this movie, you're like, what the fuck is she talking about children? What's a dark hold? What's a dark hold? It doesn't make any sense. And they could have fixed that with what, like, I don't know, just like a a news report in the background where they're talking about how a town was taken over or something like that. I don't know. Uh, whatever it could have been. Um, or they're doing the big crossover thing where, fuck you, go buy Power Pack number four if you want to know what's going on at the Mutant Massacre. Which is fine if you... If you last saw Wanda in Endgame and you're like, oh, what the hell is this about? Cool. It doesn't matter because WandaVision shows us that the Marvel Universe's grand plan, they're just pulling the shit out of their ass. Because the whole story arc for Wanda was to get over the grief... That in the trauma that she had suffered, and she goes through nine or eight or nine hours of her own series in order to get her through the five stages of grief, and then she's now the villain. Like she had that whole arc where you found out, oh yes, yeah, she was the villain. Oh, and now she's going to free the town and give up her children because she knows what she was doing was essentially wrong. And now she's going to do the same thing. This entire plot is the plot of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yes. It's, yeah, there's, there's, there's it's no the same thing as the Kingpin. Like, my kid is dead or my wife is dead. My family's dead and I want to get them back. How am I going to get them back? I'm going to open it, find a portal into the multiverse and then take over the family that I, I want. And I don't care what kind of destruction I cause. This is the same plot that the Scarlet Witch has, except Mike, they do the, her disservice. Mike, the teat on that cow was not dry. They had to suck it until it was dry, Mike. <laughs> They will have this plot in three more movies. Yeah, there was no reason to have Wanda as the bad guy for this movie. They could have fucking had anybody as the bad guy for this movie. And they will, again, in another movie. <laughs> <laughs> her 
her goals don't make any sense. Like, can you help me out? She literally created her children out of nothing and tapped into all the brains of all these people to create her own little bubble of reality in this planet that she's already on. And now she decides she wants her children back. She could have just taken over another fucking town and done the same thing. She doesn't have to go through all of these hoops to get to this other universe where the kids exist. What does she say? When, what does she say when Dr. Strange says they're not real? You just made your children out of magic. She's Tommy. Aren't all children made out of magic? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. She goes, so isn't that what every mother out of, out of magic? Isn't that how all mothers make children out of magic? Right. She's delusional. She's absolutely delusional. And that's the way they wrote the character, and that's the way they brought the character forward from WandaVision. I thought at the end of WandaVision, she had turned the corner and she was all right. But if you watch all of WandaVision, you can see that at the very end of WandaVision, she's scouring the dark hold trying to find a way to get to a universe where her children are. Look, Mike, her But there was no point growing. then for WandaVision her, other her than character. to say, okay, she has a dark hold now. Well, we, we, we're we looking forward to Young Avengers where we see uh, Wiccan and – give me the other kid's name, Tommy. Hulkling? Hulkling. No, Hulkling. No, no, no Hulkling's a boyfriend. I don't know. Uh, Wiccan and – it's a speedster. Speedster, fine, whatever. <laughs> Quicks gold, I don't know. Speed uh, free. Uh, might be speed free. Oh. Um, but that's that's what it was for, because we have to have the Young Avengers. Yeah. It's, it, it's tenuous at best. Well, my only thought was that's only the Wanda. The WandaVision storyline is only the Wanda from that multiverse, right? We don't know that that's the the Wanda they're talking to is the Wanda from that multiverse, right? Yeah, it's the same. Like, this is the it's same a MCU. If it's a different universe, obviously, because Doctor Strange is not the source of Supreme. Wong is. I, I don't follow you on that one, but yeah. um, we do know that Doctor Strange knows what happens in the town because the first question Wanda asks is, you're here to talk about the town, and he goes, I don't care about the town. So, well, it's the true. same universe. So, I think I think this is just proving that Wanda is growing as a person. She learned that taking over a town is bad, so she's not going to do that again. Instead, she's going to take over a household. And the household just happens to be in a different universe. That's the way she is growing. Agree to disagree. <laughs> yeah. Let's just I mean, say I'm this. Marvel it's, doesn't it's have a correct. lot of female <laughs> heroes left. <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying it's correct. I'm just saying that in her deluded mind, to her, this is like the better option, right? Because she got caught with the town. She realized the town was wrong. So now, instead, she's just taking over, you know, the other version of herself. And that's yeah, less wrong. The only thing I can see there is that the kids in the other universes weren't created with, with magic. Yeah. They are actual children, right? Right, they're obviously children of Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. That's why they both have the the two separate sets of powers. Wait, why? That's gross. That's gross. <laughs> hey, I didn't make the rules of the multiverse. Everything's oh, wait, possible. No, Maybe they are. Jesus Christ. Who knows? God damn it. God damn it. The waiter grossed me out. And now there's a whole new category in my porn app thing I gotta look up later on tonight. And I'm sure it's there. <laughs> All right, let's go for last words on Multitude of Madness. Let's 3 18 uh, it. Uh, no, because I'm going to get 3 18 later. But I love the. All right, we'll 3 18 both. I love this movie. I'm going to give it a solid 16. I really enjoyed this movie. Josh? I'll give it a 12. I had some entertaining moments. I like the introduction of the Fantastic Four and the X-Men. But like Mike said, I don't think the movie as a whole made a lot of sense, even when you tried to math it through multiversal logic. Okay. Tommy? Uh, I'm going to give this a 14. It's a good, solid movie. It's worth watching. Um, but, you know, it's it's not going to be the first thing that you go to after you've watched it once. 
agree with you on that. Mikey? I'm going to give this a solid 10. One better than I thought. I thought you'd give it the right down the middle nine. Well, nine would be a negative one modifier. Okay. That's true. All right. Um, so some of us loved it. Some of us, some, most of us didn't like it. Uh, we can all agree that it was a good Sam Raimi movie, if nothing else. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I liked it. Mikey, what do you got at the front of the long box? I got nothing at the front of the long box. Great. Tommy, what do you got at the back of the long box? I have My Heroes Have Always Been Junkies. Ooh. By Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. This is a, a, I don't know if you'd call it kind of a slice of life type comic or coming of age type comic or rehab comic. I, I don't know how, how you'd want to classify it. But it's a story of a, a woman who's named Ellie uh, in rehab. And she meets up with a guy in rehab, and she's kind of like, oh, I'm not so sure if I'm into him. I'm not so sure if he's into me. And they sneak off and have some cigarettes and start talking, and they kind of start a relationship and get caught and still have this relationship, even though they're gonna be about to get kicked out of rehab because Ellie Ellie finds some, some pot vape and convinces him to do it. And they run away and... and uh, go on a, a spree of drugging, just an absolute spree of of stealing cars and going in, stealing drugs out of pharmacies and just having a, a good old binge of a time, um, having not a care in the world, but being in love with themselves and uh, doing drugs and uh, staying in whatever place they can break into that they don't think uh, people are going to be in for a few days and then moving on to the next place um, until until eventually it comes to, to for a time to be an end and I won't give away the tr- trick ending but um, but yeah it's a it's a good Ed Brubaker film, uh, book and uh, you know it's a little bit of a downer because well any any book that kind of glorifies drugs a little bit, which this does, um, is a little bit because it kind of goes into how Ellie is uh, she's in rehab, but she is definitely not into pro quitting. She is definitely uh, still in the phase of of glorifying all the drugs and how they make her feel, how what they've done to all the artists that she's liked. And how all the artists that she's liked have produced their best work when they've been on drugs. And she definitely is sort of glorifying what drugs do to people. Um, Meanwhile, the person that she's kind of seducing and bringing with her seems to genuinely have tried to get away from being on drugs. And yet she's brought him back into that life. But it's a very good book. So, Mike, you have more more comments about it since you seem to... uh, no, that's one of the few the Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips comics I haven't read. But uh, anybody who's been listening to this podcast for a while knows I think that is the best writer-artist team in comics. They just do their own stuff, and all their stuff is phenomenal. So I, yeah. I, I was happy to hear that you read it. Do you recommend it for me? Yeah, I think you'll like it. Um, like I said, uh, the only the only bad thing I think I have about it is that in a way it kind of glorifies drugs in some some little respect in that. Well, it uh, only glorifies it, drugs as if there's a happy ending. There's not really a happy ending, but but there's a lot of sort of yeah, but advertisement they, for drugs. Yeah, <laughs> but the the drugs are what I would assume is going to cause the problems that happen yes. yeah so yes but, it's a cautionary tale rather than a glorification of it maybe i don't know i haven't read it well she's t- she's talking about how some artists do thrive on drugs right they it, it, it one of the the things that sh- that the the main character one of the main characters you know is kind of obsessing about is that is that all of these great artists have done their best work while they've been on drugs. And then when they either stop doing drugs or, or are not under the influence, their art has never been quite the same. 
So, so that is one of the things that she keeps bringing up. Okay. That and the fact that every time she describes doing drugs, it seems like a little bit of a glorification. Yeah, she's a junkie. It makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Total sense to me. All right, yeah. cool. <laughs> Not at all tangential. That's good, though, because tangents yep. are Josh's purview. Josh, you got a tangent for us? Okay, so we're on the multiverse kick today, so I'm going to keep going with that a little bit. So a while back, I had this very memorable dream, and in the dream, I invent a machine that can actually transport you to another dimension. But I understand that it's a one-use, one-shot thing. I'm going to go through it. I'm probably not going to be able to get back, and I don't know if I can reinvent the machine again, but I know I'm going to another multiverse. So for the sake of science, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to try it. I'm just going to go. I know I'm never going to be able to report back, so I go through I go through, the machine is gone, I feel like I'm in the same place, and I just keep going on living my life. It feels like nothing has changed. And then one day, about a year later, I'm driving down the road, and I see a Honda Ridgeline, and it's just a different design. That's the only thing I can tell about the other dimension. They redesigned the Honda Ridgeline. That's it. It's the only thing I get. So in my uh, in a not-disappointing otherworldly dimension, if you were to step through a portal and 99.9% of everything was exactly the same, but you could just change one small detail about it. What are you changing? Nothing major. Has to be pretty pretty minor. It can impact you personally, but nothing like you're not solving world hunger here. Oreos would be sold stale. I love stale Oreos. I have two different packs of Oreos right now open, and I won't touch them for another week. Stale Oreos are way better. Just by Hydrox, than... then. No, Hydrox suck. They don't taste stale. They, 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 they taste weirdly. When you bite into a stale Oreo, there's no crunch whatsoever. You just sink into it like a pillow. It's but why delicious. not give people the option? <laughs> people have the option. They can do what people Tom have does. The option. I want to take it away from them. Fuck them. I want everyone to know the joy I know. You could just be like, fuck off. It's my universe. Do your own universe. Don't correct my universe as fuck. Make your own. Uh, Could I fix? Is this too major if I just change the grammar in the Second Amendment? I mean, it's a minor change. Because you want everyone to have bare arms. (laughs) I'm right with you, Mike. I want everyone to have bare arms. Everybody can grab a bear's arms and use that. I am with you. I'm okay with that, too. Because <laughs> that's what I've always wanted. I mean, if well, everyone gets bear arms, that means there's a lot of bear farms. Yeah. So. yeah. All right, and if that's too uh, major a change, then I'm going to go with uh, <laughs> in the multiverse of madness, they choose a different villain other than the Scarlet Witch. So, Mike, was that not your change? Because I wanted Bear's Arms. You can have that. Okay. <laughs> You're a pretty hairy dude anyways. I, I'm pretty sure you've almost got those Bear Arms. Pretty close. How about you, Josh? What minor thing besides the the, uh, the ridge line? Um, for me personally, it would be that my uh, my feet are actually the same size. So when I buy shoes, they don't feel weird. Nice. I, I also would like it if my uh, uh, my Ford Bronco, the seats actually folded the fuck flat instead of slightly up the way they are because it's driving me crazy and I'm thinking of taking the back seats just completely the fuck out. <laughs> they don't fold flat flat. Makes me nuts. Okay. And you can't move them back far enough? No, you have to see it, Tommy. I want you to, I'm actually going to take them out, so you're my car guy. Maybe you'll come over and help me take them out. Because yeah, maybe you can figure out some way to to fix it so that you could move them back further so you don't have to take them out out. And no, it doesn't work like that. Okay. I wish it did. You'd have to see them. Take right. them on line. It's just It's a weird design. It's not All right. a weird design. Okay. That's the one weird design on this thing. Uh, and by the way, that actually plays into my 3 to 18 that I wanted to ask you guys today. Uh, this is something we have never done together to my knowledge, but I think we've all done separately. Uh, tailgating, three to eighteen. Like we've never tailgated together, have we? 
together. You know, I don't do a lot of tailgating. The only tailgating I've ever really done is uh, at a uh, Jimmy Buffett concert. Yeah, that was fun. Was it fun? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was all fun. right. I've done it at a couple of sporting events when I was in San Francisco, and I've done it at a couple of sporting – and uh, I didn't tailgate, but, you know, we went to the uh, – uh, one of the Raiders games in Oakland. I went to the tailgate parties out there, and they were riotous and fun and hilarious. So I enjoyed them, but I didn't have my own truck or anything. I was going to say the uh, the people I went with got really, really, really drunk, and I had to end up driving home because they were really drunk. And uh, and the guy's car was handling a little weird, and I told him about it. I was like, you need to get your car checked out. It's handling a little weird. And he, he did not take the criticism. Well. It was like, nothing wrong with my car. And then like three days later, he's like, oh, yeah, there was something wrong with my car. The tires were underinflated. I was like, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it was yeah. Okay, I don't know why you had to whisper that, but that's cool. I'm going to go it's with... Like, uh, it's not like cancer. You know, underinflated tires, man. Yeah. Uh, so, God damn it, I think I'm going to go with 16. Like, I love a good tailgate. Like, the food is always great. Everybody's well, having a good time. I don't time. remember you ever doing it. I, I, I know you've done it. I'm not, I'm I lived in New Orleans. I'm not doing it. <laughs> New Orleans would oh, so probably be great. Oh, that's got to be great. good food. That's yeah. got to be good food. Yeah, yeah, the food's always good. Everybody's always in a jovial mood before the game. Like there's <laughs> Before the Saints game, yes. After, no. <laughs> but before the Saints game, everybody's in a good mood. And that one episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where they go to the Eagles uh, game Eagles. to tailgate, is fucking hilarious. So. I watch that. Josh, have you done much tailgating? Not a lot. I mean, my big sports team is the Celtics, and it's in the city, so you don't you don't tailgate for it. it. So, um, uh, no, I mean, I don't mind drinking beer in a parking lot, but I also don't <laughs> mind drinking beer at home. So it's uh, it's never been a big draw for me because none of the teams I would uh, I would really support. I don't know. I'll give it a. I mean, it seems nice. I'll give it a fourteen. I, you, oh my god! I just realized I was training for tailgating in high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've been training for this our whole lives, guys. <laughs> just some of us skipped it. Um, Tommy, what was your number again? Uh, I mean, I, I guess I'd give it a twelve. It was okay. I'll give it a nice solid fifteen. I enjoy it, especially when I'm invited. Like uh, I did it a couple times in uh, Tennessee. Now Tennessee tailgating. Uh, it was for the the college, and it starts at six in the morning. And uh, you know, I got paid for half the day to work the tailgate uh, because that's how much we brought out to the thing. And like, oh, you're off, Tommy. Have some barbecue. And then we ate barbecue for the rest of the day. It was terrific, and uh, had a hell of a good time. We had like uh, nine kegs uh, in a separate kegerator van. And we were not the only ones that had that out there. <laughs> we were not, and uh, it was just—it was a lot of fun. Uh, if you do it right, it is hilarious and fun. I'm going to give it a nice solid sixteen. All right, moving on. Yeah. on. I guess that's plugs. Well, Jay, Josh, you got a bunch of stuff coming up. Yeah, well, uh, Josh, tell us all about the stuff you got coming up. But first, let's thank Kirby Crackle for, for for providing our geek rock music every week. You can check him out at kirbycracklemusic.com. And if you're wondering what music are you talking about because you're watching our YouTube channel, we have a podcast that does the exact same thing except I add music to it. Magic. magic. Just like kids. It's magic. It's magic. Just, Just like, like babies. It's where music comes from. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, yeah, uh, this week, of course, I'll be uh, performing my sister's wedding. Feel free to stop by and crash it. Uh, any of our listeners, uh, just yeah, just text Lucky Bastard at the Longbox guys, and I'll send you the address. It's cool. It's a, it's a cookout. Everything's free. Just come on by. Um, and then uh, after that, uh, it's Gen Con, August 4th to the 7th, and then Nerd Camp, August 18th to the 22nd. You're going to be busy in August. Yeah. From my yeah. perspective, it looked like you looked deep into Doctor Strange's eyes oh, to yeah. see what was happening next. He was looking two universes away. That's right, the multiverse of schedules. <laughs> the eye of Agamotto is actually his outlook calendar. Yes. Yeah. That's all it's ever been, really. I mean, it yeah. was just it was just ahead of its time. <laughs> boop, boop. 
Did you want to change universes? Damn it, paper clippy. Oh, I hate that thing. <laughs> Tommy, anything to plug? I'd like to plug geekorthodox.com. Geekorthodox.com. Hiddenlindo.com. Hello, Tommy. That's right, geekorthodox.com, the place to get all your stained glass prints and Johnny Skywalker rocks glasses and your sake sets. Uh, if you want t-shirts, you got to go over to ianlino.com to get your t-shirts. But yeah, they've got everything you need in ianlino.com and geekorthodox.com. I'd like to uh, plug our Patreon Patreon page. Uh, you can hear another podcast every single week called The Geek Leak. All the money that we collect from that, which is only a dollar a week. Dollar a month. Dollar a month. Dollar a month. Are you kidding? It's a bargain. bargain. Less than a hand job from LT. That's Not five bucks, same as downtown. <laughs> Not yeah. by much. Uh, and uh, all the money does go to the Elizabeth Peabody House, uh, and they provide over a hundred uh, bags of food every single week to families in the uh, Somerville, Massachusetts area, and they do terrific work over there. And um, I highly recommend it. And also, our Twitter page. Go to Longbox Guys on Twitter. Uh, we always have something to say, and we plug up that Patreon page. And sometimes we talk about other things, too. And uh, I, I'd like to plug Great Stories, a comic book store in Whitensville, Massachusetts. Indeed. Yeah, it's my new comic book store. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to be getting from him, but uh, it's my new comic book store. My favorite part of that whole transaction was he buys, buys a gift certificate. Or store credit, just store credit. Store credit. I guess there to be just store whatever. credit so that Josh can pick up his comic books for him. That was terrific. Because <laughs> Josh lives right up the street. And it is a great comic book store. They found out that I needed some energy cards uh, for um, my after-school program at the Elizabeth Peabody House because they wanted to start a Pokemon club. And they were nice enough to get Josh a ton of those cards for me. And now the kids play Pokemon uh, regularly. <laughs> Let's just say that. They, they are a little addicted and having a great time playing it. I'm trying to get them over to Magic. They're old enough. Gosh darn it. I don't want them to play Pokemon. Let's get them on Magic so I can play with them. Sounds I expensive. Guess that's it. <laughs> Josh, is it expensive? <laughs> no. Con. No, it is not. Josh, Gen Con, come right up. Is that your uh, sector? Indianapolis, Indiana, I will be in you, and you will be my sector. All right, Tommy. Sweet, sweet Tommy. Anything to say? Uh, you know, another month I'll be getting my second shingle shot. If you got a shot to get, get it. That shingle shot, that second one sucks. I got it. It's worth it. I don't have shingles. I'm glad I did it. That one was not one of my faves. <laughs> Mikey, what's this podcast like to you? It's like drunk history, but for comics. And don't forget what I always say. Don't this what you hate just promote what you love you're gonna live longer thank you so much from the long box guys love you bye-bye